your perception of your ability and your actual ability are not the same thing. The life that you've led, every experience you've ever gone through that has led you to this point has given you a preconceived bias of your own capability. It's not that you have reached your full potential. It's not that you've reached your limit as far as what you're able to deal with because I think we all know from personal experience, at least I do with the things I've gone through, that the bar can always be raised. The problem is when we enter into any kind of transformative journey, any kind of journey that requires some discipline, some endurance, the preconceived nature of what we feel we are capable of is not only tested, but it's identified. And this is, of course, where things like excuses creep in. I can't do that because of this. I'm not able to do that because of that. The fact is that we are capable of pretty much anything that we set our minds to. We are able to endure the most graphic and horrible of circumstances. It's not about what we are actually able to do because the majority of us rarely get anywhere near that ceiling of capability. It's what we believe we're able to do. And so with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, thank you ever so much for joining me once again and welcome to episode 82 of the Moyes Health Podcast, the crippling paralysis of self-belief. And as you can tell from that foreword or prologue, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that is exactly what we're going to be touching on today because I'm a firm believer that people's self-belief, and I'm not going to say lack thereof, but people's metric or current self-belief is the thing that is holding them back from progressing with what they want to achieve. So here we go then. Sit back, relax, tune out, get the steps done, focus on the journey, get comfortable, and let's get into it. We are rarely ever tested as individuals. We're rarely ever pushed to our limits with the things of which we are capable of. We feel pressure and sometimes we refer to it as I'm at my limit or I can't stand much more. But the fact is there is so much more ceiling in terms of what we're able to deal with. Be that from a physical point of view, a stress point of view, a time management perspective. Back in the day, if you had said to me that I would be able to run two jobs and then get the bare minimum of sleep of a night time and continue to endure doing that, raising the triplets, I would have said to you, not a chance. I need my eight hours, 10 hours sleep, etc. Unbroken. There's no way that I'll be able to, to get up at five o'clock in the morning to be able to do what I've got to do to train not only myself, but to train my clients as well. That there's no absolute way that I'd be able to go off to work and then come home have a brief bit of dinner and then go back out to work again. No way in hell could I do that. But when your back's up against the wall and you realize that there isn't a choice, bills have to be paid, work has to be done, children have to be raised, and crying children need to be attended to, you just get on with it. Because all of a sudden, that perception, that attitude, 
that excuse of capability no longer comes into the equation. You have no choice. These things are non-negotiable, so get on with it. A lot of the time in our lives, we are able to make a choice. But that choice then becomes not so much a clear-cut, I am making a choice in our minds, but it becomes a bias. It becomes a preconceived perception of where the bar is and what we are capable of. And the less amount of time we spend pushing ourselves or challenging ourselves, the lower that bar becomes. Our self-belief in our own ability diminishes over time, the less challenged we are. Now, I'm not saying to go and chuck yourself into the fire and find yourself needless challenges to do. But my point is that genuinely believe the reason that most people fail is because of this preconceived bias of their own capability and what they believe they're not able to do simply because they have set the bar too low. The difficulty as a coach is it's my job to push the bar. It's my job to raise it, to show people that actually you're capable of so much more. Hell, this is the framework that's built into military training. This is the framework that's built into all of the main disciplinary structures. You know, think of the Olympics, think of Olympians. The whole purpose of their training behind the scenes is to show that where they've set their mindset in terms of their capability is too low. We often compare ourselves to Olympians from a perspective of they are superhuman. The fact is they've just been disciplined, consistent, long enough to train. They've understood the need to constantly strive for more, the mentality to recognize that there is always something extra that can be done. If we go back a few years, no one would have believed that 500 kilograms could be deadlifted. Yet along comes Eddie Hall and 500 kilos is lifted off the ground by one man unassisted. Now, the envelope is pushed. The weight's getting higher and higher. And the same thing goes for the four-minute mile. No one believed that could be achieved until someone did it. Now, sometimes it's not enough to just compare against other people to see that, oh, someone else has done it, so I can do it. For some of us, it works. Genuinely, speaking off the cuff, this is the reason why I post my early morning workouts on Instagram. It's got nothing to do with the necessity to do it and everything to do with just hoping that at least one person watches that story and goes, yeah, you know what, if he can do it, I can do it. It's one of the reasons that I've based my coaching around the framework that I have and I'm so open about the struggles that I have in life and, you know, the family I have at home, my own commitments, because I believe it is really important for me to show you guys that I am a normal human being with struggles and ties and commitments, the same as anybody else, not superhuman, not cut from a different cloth. I am a lazy motherfucker. I love nothing more than putting my feet up and chilling, watching a bit of YouTube or having a nap. It's my favorite thing to do, one could argue. But there are things in my life which are non-negotiables. There are certainly things that I could be better at, things that I could be more disciplined at, more consistent. 
But the point of everything I'm getting at here is that need to challenge yourself. And I, I will stress a need to challenge yourself. I don't believe it's optional. I don't believe that you're going to become a better version of yourself, achieve any goals you set your mind to if you don't challenge yourself. It's, it's fucking hard. It's going to be hard. It's always going to be hard. But that's the point. The reason people fail, the reason people give up and don't succeed in achieving what they want to achieve is because the moment it gets hard, they don't know what to do. They come across a period of difficulty. They come across a, a situation that throws them off course, left of center, if you will. And instead of using their experience and recovering from it, it derails them completely. Challenges aren't just there to achieve the fruit from that challenge. They're designed to give us contrast, something that we can refer back to. So the next time we face a challenging circumstance, we're able to look back at something that we've gone through previously and draw from it, draw the lessons we took from it, to compare in some ways and go, you know what, if I can go through that, I can go through this. It's one of the reasons that with my Made by Moyes gang, I encourage them to transition to online coaching afterwards, a more tailored approach. Why? Because off the back of such an aggressive program, they are far more likely to be more successful because they have the experience of, fuck me, if I can do that amount of workload on that amount of calories, then you know what? I can do this approach. But here's something I notice. The longer someone has gone without trial, the longer that someone has gone without challenge or challenging themselves, the harder their adherence to the easier option becomes. It's human nature. Off the back of a challenging experience, we have that immediate experience, that immediate memory of what we've just done, what we've just gone through. We have that immediate forefront of our mind comparison. But as time goes on, we forget. And it seems like the thing that's in front of us, the thing that we're trying to do in that moment is difficult and is unachievable. Let me give you an example. Imagine you adhere to 1,200 calories for six weeks. And then all of a sudden, you transition and you go and do a different program, such as, I don't know, adhering to 1,500 calories. You've got an extra 300 calories per day. That's a lot. If my maths is serving me correctly, that's an extra 2,100 calories per week. That's more than an extra day. Now, in the, in the beginning, you'll look at that and go, oh my God, I've got an extra 300 calories per day. Amazing. This is going to make a deer so much easier because I've just got so much more freedom, so much more wiggle room. The glass is very much half full. As time goes on, we forget about that 1200. We forget about the things that we did to adhere to it, the mindset that we had to be in, the planning that we had to do, the organization, the premeditation that had to come along to ensure that we could adhere to that 1200. And all that is in front of us is the difficulty in adhering to 1500. 
and so the bar has been lowered. Now we believe that it would be easier to adhere if we had 1800. But if we move the bar to 1800 and a few weeks pass, it will be difficult to adhere to 18. Perhaps be difficult to even track calories in the first place. Has anything changed physically? No. Mentally though, we've forgotten what it feels like to be challenged. We have recalibrated our mindset to challenge and we truly believe that the circumstance in front of us, the 1500 calories, is difficult to adhere to. When I first elope people into my programs, one of their first attitudes or statements is, hang on a second, I can eat whatever I want as long as I adhere to these specific numbers. I don't have to go down the route I've gone down previously of restriction this and restriction that, can't have this, can't have that. Obviously, my answer to that is yes. You don't have to do that. And then they look at their calorie target and they go, I just, I, I feel like I've got too many calories. I, I feel like, I feel like I'm eating too much. And the reason for that is because they've come off of the back of extremes. It's all they've ever known. But that attitude, that mindset in the beginning fades. And over time, they forget how good it feels to be able to achieve having whatever you want. The glass once again becomes half empty. It's all about what they can't fit into their calories. That 2,500 calorie pizza is a disappointment to them because they can't fit it in their calories, let alone the fact that they could have pizza in the first place. Ice cream, donuts, chocolate, takeaways. Never mind all of the things that they can fit into their program. They can still enjoy. Never mind the restriction that they don't have to do. The glass is half empty because of the pizza that they can't have. Because of the weekend that they can't kick the ass out of. Because of the birthday where they can't eat half of their own birthday cake. They've gone from an attitude of, oh my God, this is amazing. Look how good this approach is. This is going to be easy to stick to. I feel like I've got so many calories and I feel like I can have whatever I want. This can't possibly work. Fast forward a few months, maybe a few weeks, depending on the individual. I don't have enough calories. I'm really hungry. I don't want to keep tracking on an app. It's frustrating. I don't know if I can adhere to this anymore. I want this thing, but I can't fit it into my calories. It's really frustrating. See what I mean? Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed apart from their attitude, not the circumstance in front of them. Now, this is human nature. Don't get me wrong. Something that we all do. Think how much, I don't know, something in your life that you've always wanted and then you buy it and then a few months, maybe even years pass and you're looking at the next thing. It is human nature to kind of recalibrate we are very adaptable creatures and that stands us in such good stead in so many ways but it can also cripple us it can place us in this paralysis of self-belief where we don't believe that we can do it anymore we begin to struggle not because the circumstances change but because our attitude towards it has changed and this is the thing that holds people back. This recalibration, this down-regulation, if you will, of self-belief. 
lowering the bar. This is the reason why people don't achieve, not because the circumstance in front of them has changed, but because their attitude towards that circumstance is no longer one of, look what I can do, and it becomes one of, look what I can't do, look what I don't get. And to touch briefly on the tracking one, most of the time the people that say that they're struggling struggling to track their food or to adhere to using an app, etc., which I still stand by is one of, if not the best way of understanding your diet better and getting that initial mindfulness and control. Those are the people that, if you look at their screen time, are spending hours on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. It's not using an app that's the problem. It's not the app that's the problem. It's the attitude. Nothing has changed in front of you from the initial process that got you such amazing initial results. Nothing has changed. Bar your attitude to that approach. And this ultimately is why people struggle to be consistent. They struggle to build momentum with what they're doing and then most importantly to keep that momentum, to nurture it, to ensure that all of the things that they're doing to achieve said transformation become habits, become routine. So much stays temporary because it's this attitude of temporary. I'm doing this as a means to an end instead of this is just what I do. Now, don't get me wrong, I could be so, or could and should of, over the years, have been way more consistent with my training. But if I look back on my training, with the exception of times like lockdown, where there were other exterior circumstances, ever since the age of 16, arguably even 15, to be fair, I have hit the gym no less than three times per week. Have they been optimal sessions? No, of course not. Is that an optimal amount for me? No. But it's part of my life. If I go without training for too long, something's wrong. Something feels weird. Life doesn't feel the same. I don't feel myself. Because it's become just part of my life, part of what I do. Now, of course, like I said, there's always ways in which I can optimize that. And I'm working every single day to ensure that that is the case. I'm always looking to make the adherence to things easier. It's what I do with my clients and it's what you should all do. You should all be reviewing what you're doing in life and, and trying to make it easier to stick to. But there should always be the next challenge. There should always be challenge to offer you that contrast. Many a time, I've spoken to clients about rising earlier, about getting out of bed, and getting to the gym beforehand. There's plenty of 24-hour gyms nowadays. And the majority of the time I met with, I can't do that. The fact is that can't actually doesn't come into play. And usually what follows up is, you know, I have to get the kids up at 7, or I have to, you know, be, be getting the wheels turning at 6.30. And it's like, okay, we'll train at 5 then. And then the argument is, yeah, but then I'll lose my evening. No, you won't because your circadian rhythm will adjust and your your energy levels will, will balance and you'll find that actually, no, you don't lose your evening at all. You just recalibrate the amount of sleep that you get. 
your body will adapt as it is very good at adapting. But the best bit is you'll have more energy because you've used your body, you've exercised. Trust me, if you do train in the morning, everyone thinks it's the opposite. But the fact of the matter is if you exercise first thing, yeah, your day is going to go a lot better in a myriad of different ways. But there's these obstacles immediately. Rather than being open to try something which they have no experience of, because this is the thing, the majority of the time our preconceived biases are based upon opinion, not on experience. I can't do that comes from a position of I haven't done that and I don't believe that I can do it. It's got nothing to do with can't. The reason why I started training so early in the morning was purely out of scheduling for the family. And as much as I say sometimes I would prefer not to, I think actually the fact is that I enjoy that time of the morning. It is the best time for me. I'm not a big fan of training at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock or even later in the day. I think if my life was completely free, no children, no commitments, etc., I think I would still train at that time of the morning because it's the challenge. It's the achievement of not only when the workout's done, you get the enjoyment of, I did that. But it's kind of made even sweeter by the fact of I did that and everyone's still fucking asleep. And it's not even down to a competitiveness or a comparison. It's purely just I was able to do something that a lot of people can't do. Correction. <laughs> Fool and foul own rules there. I've been able to do something that a lot of people choose not to do and don't believe that they can. It's probably the way I should have phrased that. But all of this... Everything I've discussed in this episode so far, it all has to come back to who you choose and want to be as an individual. Because you can lead horses to water, but you can't make them drink unless they're thirsty. You have to be thirsty to want to do it in the first place. The achievement of your goal is not simply going to come about because of your motivation to do it. Because that will pass. The mood in which you've said you were going to do something will pass and then you'll be left with an unfinished task and a mind that doesn't want to do it. We have to make commitments to not only make these small changes to our life to improve our life, but they have to come off the back of, I want to make these changes. Not I'm being told to, or I should, or I ought to, or making these changes achieves that other thing. Your why and the reason for doing this journey is ultimately the most important thing because it's the thing that's going to pop in your head. It's the thing that's going to remind you. It's the thing that's going to drive you out of or out from underneath the warm duvet early morning. And I use early morning training, by the way. It's not a necessity for anybody. It's it's just an example of a, something I use in my life to challenge myself. My point is that You've genuinely got to be committed to being that person, conducting yourself as that person would. Being someone that is able to deal with challenge because you've trained yourself to do so. Because you're happy and comfortable to embrace that challenge and face it. Not because of the strife of the challenge itself, not because of the outcome of said challenge, just simply because of the person that you want to be. 
Transformation on any level is difficult. And as I've alluded to in this podcast, it doesn't make a difference from a mindset perspective, whether you're restricting yourself of carbohydrates, whether you're fasting and restricting yourself of food completely, or whether you can eat whatever you want and all you've got to do is adhere to a specific number. The fact is that our brains will recalibrate to all of those things. And so, yes, perspective is important, maintaining that contrast. But the issue doesn't lie with the process. Not when it comes to your attitude anyway. Adherence is a whole different story because it's much easier to adhere to something which is very similar to the way you live your life anyway. But when it comes to your attitude, it's about committing to the thing that you said you were going to do and going, I'm going to get this done come hell or high water. I've committed to this. I'm going to see it through. I don't quit. Now, of course, adherence to that goal, getting it done, can be made a lot easier by actively seeking out ways of making it easier, such as more sustainable approaches, less extremes, things that are based around how you want to live your life going forwards. But the fact is that we do paralyze ourselves. We are capable of so much more than we even conceive. And most of us will never realize what we're capable of. Some of us will be, quote unquote, lucky enough to go through some challenges that will give us that experience, that will give us that contrast. And if you've been listening to these podcasts long enough, you'll know that I'm a massive believer, a huge advocate of using the shit times to fuel the good. So I'd encourage you to do the same. I'd encourage you to seek out challenge. Not in a, you know, ruin your life kind of way, not in some of the challenges I've gone through anyway, but just challenge yourself to do things that are difficult. Make your adherence to something over time easy, but change areas of your life which are making you too comfortable. Do something hard every now and then to give you some contrast, to help you recognize that you are capable. Hell, from a fucking calorie perspective, that could be give yourself a few days of trying to keep calories as low as possible. Not because it's beneficial or the most beneficial thing or optimal whatever, just simply to give yourself contrast to go, right, you can adhere to 800 calories per day. Cool. Now that means that you should stop bitching and moaning about your 1400 get me (laughs) folks thanks for your time as always i hope you've enjoyed this episode as always if you have let me know the reviews have ground to a halt on uh, on itunes at this moment in time so if you guys can head on over and give us a little review that'd be great if you haven't done so already then that is your way of paying for this podcast i pay my hosting subscription every week financially all you need to do is if you've listened to this chuck a, a penny in my hat that i've got in front of me And the way that we do that is, like I said, just leave a review, share the podcast even. And then, of course, send me a message on Instagram and let me know your thoughts and let me know how it impacted you. I'd love to know. Makes a big difference to know that my words and these little 20 to 30 minute segments are helping you guys become better and stronger versions of yourselves. So thanks for your time, as always. And remember... In day-to-day life, with everything you are doing, accept the things of which you cannot change, have the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep fighting the good fight, folks. 
Toodles.